0: I didn't stay up until midnight last night. Well, and the reason is that I promised Wendy yesterday that I wouldn't make any bad jokes for the rest of the year, you know, thinking, ha-ha, you know, but then I realized I might not be able to keep that promise. I better go to bed, uh, even though I only had a few hours left. But 2023, so as I had mentioned in the prayer, we're going to have some highs, we're going to have some lows this year. And one of the things that we've been doing the last couple of years is, as we look to a new year, we often say, all right, what are we going to focus on this year? What are we going to do? What area as a church do we want to grow in? And in December, many of you remember, we put out little surveys and asked you, the congregation, where do you think the Lord is leading us for 2023? What area should we focus on? What should our theme be? And Uh, The largest response was outreach, outreach. Interesting. I'm very excited about that. So what does that mean, though? I'm really excited that folks said, yeah, we really want to focus on outreach for 2020 as as a church. What does that mean? What does it mean as a church, but also what does it mean as an individual? Because as Christians, we're called to reach out to other people. As a church, we're called to reach out to other people, but what does that mean? What are we reaching out with and who are we reaching out for? The next couple of weeks, I want us to look at that subject because if 2023 is going to be a year where we extend grace to more and more people, you need to know, well, what does that mean? What does that look like? And how do I do that as an individual? How do we do that as a church? So we're going to look at that. And so we're going to look to the scriptures and when you're look, and when we're looking for biblical guidance on outreach a, a good place to look a good person to look to is the apostle Paul because the apostle Paul he reached out with the gospel all over the Mediterranean world, all over the Roman Empire. He, he reached out and started new churches, new believers, uh, came to Christ through his ministry uh, in places like Corinth. That's in Greece. That's pretty far away from Israel. All over the place. So as I looked through some of the Apostle Paul's words, and many of the New Testament books were written by the Apostle Paul, I came across 2 Corinthians 4.15, and I really feel like this would make a good theme verse. If, if this year is going to be a year of outreach, then I really feel that this verse kind of captures what, what is outreach? What does it look like? Second Corinthians 4.15. Paul says, For it is all for your sake, so that as, as grace extends to more and more people, it may increase thanksgiving to the glory of God. That's, that's the verse that I think really needs to be our theme verse. But it's hard to remember. So I think right now, this is uh, grace extends to more and more people to the glory of God. I think that is a good summation of what outreach is. And so if you would repeat after me, grace extends to more and more people to the glory of God. I think that is a good biblical definition of what, outreach is all about now you know i'm not going to give you a verse just out of context i mean this is a new year but i ain't going to do that no way context what's the context of this verse well the context of chapter four of second corinthians is paul starts out that chapter speaking about his ministry that his ministry is sharing the gospel his ministry is 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 reaching out with the good news of Jesus far and wide, everywhere he goes. And that those in the city of Corinth, because the the letter of Corinthians is written to the church in Corinth, those in Corinth... had received that good news they had that grace was extended to them many of them trusted in Jesus and now Paul is saying you know I can't be everywhere at once and so what uh, I extended that grace for your sake and now I want you to extend it to other people and extend it uh, um, all over your city so what you've received now give away But he talks about, but not all will receive the light. Not all will receive the light of Christ. Some will remain in darkness. Some won't be able to see the good news that you're preaching as good news. But you need to continue to extend that grace, extend God's grace to more and more people for God's glory. And 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 5 and 6, I think is really important context of that 15th verse, and I actually read it last uh, week on Christmas, it says, he says, for what we proclaim is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ is Lord, with ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God who said, let light shine out of darkness, has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. This is key context to understanding what are we reaching out for. It's not for ourselves. It's not to market our church. We're reaching out for the glory of God, for Jesus' sake, because He needs to be worshipped. He needs to be glorified. He's the Lord. We're not, but we're also reaching out not just for Jesus' sake. Although it says it here, we're also reaching out for the sake of those who are lost, those who need to hear the good message. And what do we, so that's what do we reach out for? It's for Christ's sake, but also for the sake of the lost. But then what do we reach out with? Well, as these verses say the light of Christ with his grace, not our own power, not our own philosophies, not our own preferences. We don't reach out with those and say, hey, do you want to get on board with what we're doing? No, it's, it's rather reaching out with the light of Christ and saying, I want to give you that light of Christ, the glory of God, so that you'll understand his presence, that the light that shone in the darkness, that enlightened our hearts, that said, when when God said, let there be light, that word, that powerful word, he's available to you. He wants a relationship with you. That's what we're offering. We're reaching out with that, Now, for Paul, I'm I'm still in the context, by the way. (laughs) For Paul, this proclaiming of Jesus also meant hardship. It meant imprisonment. And and sometimes he even got beat up for it. And if you're interested in that, read the book of Acts, where the apostle Paul, he goes to the church in Corinth, and he goes all over the Roman world, and sometimes it's difficult for him. But he endured it. And why? Why did Paul go through all of this? Why did he endure it all? Verse 15, our focus verse, for it is all for your sake, so that his grace extends to more and more people, it may increase thanksgiving to the glory of God. Paul's saying, yeah, it's not always easy, but it's worth it. This is for your sake because that light that shines in the darkness, that face of Jesus, I want you to behold him more and more. And so Paul reaches out for the sake of the lost and for the glory of God. Not for Paul's reputation, but so that the unbelievers in Corinth might be extended the grace of God. And then God would be glorified in more and more people and as more and more people have the light of Christ shine in their hearts. So if we're going to, if we're really going to do this, (laughs) what I mean is if, if really we want to focus on outreach this year as a church and as individuals, we need this same attitude. We need this same approach outreach it's it's not for our sake it's not for the sake of growing our church it's for the sake of the lost it's for the sake and glory of God that grace would extend to more and more people to the glory of God again grace extends to more and more people to the glory of God so let's let's look at that a little bit more reaching out with Jesus not us We're reaching out with Jesus so that if we're really going to do that, if we're really going to reach out with the light and love of Jesus, then we better, before we reach out, we better reach up. We better reach up to God and be filled with his love, his spirit, his power, and not our own, because that's what we want to reach out with. We can't give something we haven't received And so we look into the face of Jesus so that the light in our hearts will shine brighter, we'll have extra to give to others. So true, Christ-centered, spirit-empowered outreach, it's meant to be a natural outflow of our own relationship with God, that as we reach up and receive of his abundance, then we can freely give to others. Because we don't want to share ourselves, we don't want to market our church, we want to extend God's grace to more and more people. And that's why true outreach, true revival is always birthed in seeking the face of Jesus. How do you do that? What what do we mean by that, seeking the face of Jesus? So that is uh, the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. How do we do that? Well, one of the ways we do that is prayer, is prayer and the word. Very simply, that's what prayer is. Do you know that? Prayer is simply seeking the face of God. Verse 6, again, I I read it, but let's look at it again. It says, for God who said, let light shine out of darkness, has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. So outreach, revival, it starts as a movement in our hearts, as, as in our hearts is filled with the light of the knowledge of the glory of God because we've reached up to God and he fills us, and then that's what we reach out with. And we do that in prayer. We, we reach up to God. We look to him in prayer and the word. One barometer of spiritual health of a church, but also of our own spiritual health, is prayer. Because again, what are we reaching out with? What are we trying to give people? If we're trying to give someone something, we better make sure that we have it ourselves. And that doesn't mean general theological sense, oh, I have Jesus. But in other words, I have, I have seen the face of Jesus today. I've, I've communed with him. I've connected with him. I've received his light and his empowerment. And now today I can give that extra because I've reached up. Now I can reach out. Not in theory that this is a good idea, but in practice. That's what outreach is about, reaching up. You know, one of the stories uh, that I find very, uh, whatever, encouraging and inspiring is the word I'm looking for. Uh, many of you probably heard of the Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir. Well, the Bro- Brooklyn Tabernacle Church, uh, Jim simbala wrote this book called Fresh Wind and Fresh Fire. And in that book, he talks about how at one time, I think it was in the s- late 70s, he took over Bro- Brooklyn Tabernacle Church and they could barely pay their bills. They were going to close the doors. The exciting thing isn't that, well, now they're growing and thriving. The exciting thing is, is that he understood that, all right, I want this to be a true testament, this revival of the Brooklyn Tabernacle. I want this to be a true testament of God's power. People don't just need another thing to do. People don't just need another set of, of religious tasks. or another. People need to encounter the living God. And so he said, all right, the the... The gauge of, our, of, of the spiritual health of our church will not going to be our attendance on Sunday. It's going to be how much do we pray. It's going to be how much do we pray because if we're truly wanting to give folks uh, uh, that fresh wind and that fresh fire in their lives, we need to give them what they don't already have. They don't already, they've got plenty of stuff to do, but what they need more of, what we need more of is that fresh wind and fire of the Spirit. And so they said, and how do we do that? How do we reach up and be filled to reach out? It is through prayer. And so they decided that's, that's going to be the gauge of our spiritual health as a church is prayer. And I think that speaks to us too. That if we're going to truly reach out, we have to reach up first. Because what are we going to reach out with? What are we going to reach out with? The, you know, do you have this? One of the, a friend who, uh, w- there's always this guy, right? Who's like, hey, hey, put out your hand. I got something for you. And, and they won't show you what it is. I don't know if you've ever experienced that, where you've got those friends there, like, yeah, hey, put out your hand. I got something for you. And depending on the person, you're like, ah, uh, I don't want to. What are they gonna, what are they gonna give me? But they're like, no, no, seriously, it's good, it's good. Put it, especially kids, you know. I'll, I'll, let, give it, you know. Put your hand out. And you're like, eh. And sometimes they'll really put like a pocket lint in your hand, right? I'll, I'll give you whatever's in my pocket. And then they're like, eh. Um, you know, I think a lot of times when we're reaching out to folks, and especially if they don't know us, and especially if we've been giving them pocket lint, they're not going to put their hand out. They don't want that. That's why, what are we reaching out with? Is it just something that we happen to have on hand? No one needs that. But if we are reaching out and we're saying, no, I want to I give you the grace of God. I, I've, got, I've got a handful because I'm, I, I, God has blessed me. I've reached up and received his grace and his goodness, and, and now I want to give some of that to you. That's what people need. Again, we want people to reach, to, to reach out to people with God's grace. So what does that look like? What does a healthy reaching up look like as, as an individual and as a church? Well, I don't want you to, to, to make just a new resolution, right? Because it's New Year's. And maybe you might be, okay, I'm gonna make a resolution to pray more. I I think no, instead of making new resolutions, why don't we need to create new habits? New habits we already have lots of habits things that you know that you need to do every day for your day otherwise you don't feel right for instance, many of you drink coffee the first thing you wake up right I do Amen. yeah and if you don't have your coffee what are you like well i don't feel right what a I need to have my coffee we build these habits <laughs> well we get lots of amens from that. Or many of us are our phones, right? We need to, we check our phones. Did I, did I get any emails? Did I get any texts or messages? And if we don't check it for a while, we're like, where's my phone? I can't find my phone. We have this habit. We've established that habit. Last year, I established a habit of... Um, you know, I know quite a few languages, but if you don't use them, you lose them. And so I'm like, you know, what? I'm going to go on this Duolingo app and every day I'm going to practice all these languages. And I've done that for all year. So now, if I haven't done Duolingo, so I'm saying, oh, I got to go, I got to do my Duolingo today. You see, we need to create new habits so that daily we check in. Daily, we say, you know what, I need more than coffee, I need to. To look into the face of Jesus and receive his light and his grace for today, so that I can extend that to other people. We do that, we build habits, we build habits with our phone, and now the good news is that, all right, if you have a habit of always looking at your phone, of always needed to look at your phone, and, and I've developed that habit and I don't like it. You have there's Bible apps now where it will send you notifications. Hey did you remember to pray today? It'll send you notifications that say, did you read your scriptures today? To help us build that habit of reaching up. Because that is what we need. We need to build those habits. Also, for those of you who weren't here on Christmas, um, gave out these, uh, some of these books here, Praying the Bible, right? Um, there's a few more left. So if, if you want one of those, uh, snatch them up. If they're all gone, um, there's, I can probably get you another one. But just uh, the idea is every day, praying the scriptures, building that habit of my day is not right if I don't reach up. And then as a church, it's building a culture of reaching up is that we get together. Whenever we get together, we're always reaching up. We're always seeking God's grace so that we can extend grace to more and more people. Um, yeah, that, that's why this last year, but also even further, we, we want to continue to build up our church is to be a house of prayer. That whenever we get together, we're praying and we've got some things coming in, in January. We're going to start a prayer team so that when it's, you don't just need to come to me for prayer, that there's folks ready to say, I want to extend God's grace to you. And so I'm going to pray for you. I want to reach up and help you reach up and reach out to you. We still get together on the second Sunday of every, of every month for prayer and praise. And those are the kinds of things where we want to build into the, the lifestyle of our church, a habit of prayer. And not because prayer is we're supposed to pray because we're a church. And so if we're a good church, we need to pray. No, it's more, we need, we want to reach up. We need more of God. Again, just like if we don't have our coffee, that the day is not right. If we don't reach up and see the light of God's glory in Christ's face, the day is not right. The day is not right. And I want us to build that as individuals but also as a church. So if we're going to reach out, we need to reach up. We need to constantly reach up so that what we're giving is what we've received from God. Of course, outreach also has the word out in it, right? It's, we, we have to do things for other people's sake. We're reaching out. Uh, and that, that's the apostle Paul says, I did this all for your sake, uh, the vineyard uses a word otherly, right? We think otherly. We don't just think selfishly. We think otherly to extend God's grace to more and more people. And this is so important because our default, our default setting is to think of ourselves first, isn't it? I mean, especially, it's, it's always been that because that's human nature, that's sort of the sinful human nature, but it's especially so in our consumer culture. We are trained since when, when, when we're little kids, have it your way, you're a little consumer, right? But we need to think otherly because it's outreach. So our default setting has to, to be not thinking of ourselves, but thinking of others, and as a church, Um, And as a pastor, one of the things that, what I really get excited about for people's spiritual growth, including my own, is that when folks stop thinking, whatever it is, whether it's a church service, whatever you do, hey, did I I enjoy myself? Because let's face it, that's what we normally think of first. Did I like that? Did I enjoy myself? And move instead to that next step that says, wait a minute, did, did Jesus' light shine upon me in my heart because of that, it, it, did I take a step closer to Jesus? That's, that's when we get spiritual maturity, when we start thinking, did I reach up? Did I receive anything that God had for me? But then, yes, that's better. And if we all did that, we would really be going far. But then the next step of maturity is then, not just, did I reach up and did I receive God's light and see Jesus more clearly today and draw closer to him? But did I reach out and help someone else get closer to God? That's when we're really starting to talk about spiritual growth. That's when we're starting to create a culture of outreach. When it's not just about me, I'm thinking otherly. Did not just I get closer to God, but did I help someone else take a step closer to God? That's when things really start happening. That's when outreach becomes a part of our culture as a church. And it changes things radically. So grace, grace extends to more and more people to the glory of God. So yes, in new places, and and, and next week we'll talk a little bit more about what does that mean as we extend grace to those um, outside of our church, but it also includes those people right next to us. So if you could, if someone looked to your right and say, happy new year, Now look to your left. Look to your left now and say, Happy New Year. (laughs) Extending God's grace starts right here. If there is a person sitting next to you, you are meant to help that person see the light of Jesus more clearly. You are meant, you are here to help that extend grace to that person. And we've talked about the Vine Project before. The Vine Project is, yes, every time we gather, everything we do as a church, we take a step closer to Jesus, but then what do we really want is then we want not only to take a step towards Jesus ourselves, but help someone else take a step. That's what we're talking about. We reach up, but then we also reach out. it's a whole culture change, it's a whole shift of mind that the light of Jesus fills our hearts, it shines in our hearts, and then here, there, and everywhere. And it's person to person, not program to program. And so when we talk about outreach, a lot of times we want to immediately jump, hey, what are we going to do? What programs are we going to do? It's person to person. It's always reaching out to a person with the grace of God. Sometimes programs can help us do that, but it always comes back person to person. And that's why when, I, when we say extending grace to more and more people to the glory of God, I think the hand motion is important. <laughs> extending God's grace to more and more people, because if you can't touch someone, if you're not close enough to touch someone, you're not going to reach them. You're actually you're supposed to reach out to a person. And so if I'm here and I'm just reaching out, there's, there's nothing here. We need to get close enough to one another and to other people to actually say, I've got something. <laughs> I've got, it's not pocket lint. <laughs> it's, it's something beautiful. So many times, we don't even get close enough to one another and to other people to be able to extend God's grace to them. But it starts here. It starts here. So we, we need to do that, extend grace to one another here among those of our church family, those we've committed with one another, before we even do it out there. I mean, yes, it's both at the same time. But it needs to be a culture of reaching out. Now, some of you who are a little contrarian, you know, there's always some. There's always some a little contrarian. Like oh another, another motto, another thing because, you know, over the last couple of years we 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 have a lot of phrases that we say here at Second Baptist. Like, at Second Baptist, Jesus is first, or at Second Baptist, Christ is first. That's a good slogan. We also have uh, the Vine Project, which I've mentioned several times, and that's a, a book that we've been we we keep working on, and especially in leadership development. And it's that idea of every time we gather together, we take have, help people take a step towards Jesus that kind of thing. So we got that going on. And then we have our mission statement. So every year we have to uh, rehash our mission statement, which is to worship God, to love people, and grow uh, Christ followers. And you might think, yeah, we don't, we, don't, we don't need another slogan or anything like that. But this, is, it's not, this isn't something new. This extending God's grace to more and more people to the glory of God, that just, that, that's another statement of what we're already trying to do. That if we are truly doing something for the glory of God, well, that's a part of worshiping God. That's a part of, at Second Baptist, making Christ first. That extending God's grace to more and more people, that's loving people. That is growing Christ followers. So sometimes, though, it's helpful to focus down on a particular portion of something that we've been working on because it's helpful. So if you've ever made a barbecue, right? Leo, he makes good barbecue. Um, Sometimes you can focus on one part of the meal, like the marinade, for instance. Someone might be saying, what what are you working on there? This this looks like some sort of sauce going on there. I want to cook meat. I want like meat there, you know, on the grill. Cook it, cook it. Like, well, no, no we're, we're focusing on the marinade. We're focusing on having that soak in the marinade so that the whole, but it, it's not a different from the whole meal. It's a part of making the whole meal. So too, often we focus on one part of what we're doing. This year, if it's outreach, it's so that we can say, all right, by focusing on one thing in particular, it helps us with the, the whole thing that we're trying to do. So that's similar to what we're doing here. But will we extend grace to more and more people? And yes, I've been talking in terms of, yeah, this is what we want to do as a church. But let me let you in on something that's probably not that a secret. Your, your husband or wife, your family, uh, your neighbors, your coworkers, um, they want you to extend more grace to them this year. Yeah, you... Your husband, your wife, they've had enough of you. (laughs) But what they need more of is you reaching up, receiving Christ's love and his perspective and his joy, and then giving it to them in your own household first, to the place that you work, extending God's grace there. And so, yes, this is something that we want to do as a church, but guess what? The church is made up of people. Church isn't a building. It's not a set of programs. It's people. So when we say we want to extend God's grace to more and more people this year through reaching up and then reaching out, first and foremost, it's going to be something that we all have to do as we build habits of that. And so what's God calling you to do? How can you build the habits of reaching up in your life I mentioned a couple of things, but it's really, you've got to look at your life. You've got to look at how, your, how the, the, the rhythms of your own life, how can you build in those habits of reaching up and then reaching out? And as a church, we're going to look at how can we build in rhythms of our life, of our church life, of reaching up and reaching out. And those things go together. But what will we be reaching out with this year? I know what the world needs. Doesn't need more me, and if I offend you, sorry. Doesn't need more you. <laughs> needs more Jesus. It needs more light of God. And the beautiful thing is, God has given us that. He has shown the light of Christ in our hearts. If you're a Christian, He's changed your life. He has changed your perspective. He's given you a power and a purpose beyond yourself. But it's not just for you, it's to share. And so if you're here today and you want this new year, you know 2023, you want that light. You know you, know you want that relationship with Jesus to extend into eternity. That's the promise he has for you. And so pray to him right now. Say, as, as we say this final prayer, just ask God that, that uh, God, you are the Lord of my life, that what Paul was talking about, yes, I proclaim you, Jesus, as the Lord of my life. I receive your light, your forgiveness, all of that. And then rejoice. Rejoice that you have eternal life in Jesus. But then there's many of you, and I know you've you've already prayed that prayer Jesus is your Lord. Well, now he wants you to reach out with that light and that truth. And so let's make that promise to him today. Let's pray. Dear God, for those who are in this room and those who are watching online, we open our hearts to you. We reach up to you, God, and confess our need for you. We confess that without you, Lord, we would we'd be bound for hell, that we don't deserve your goodness and your grace. But we reach up to you now, Lord, and we say we trust in you, you are our Lord, and Lord, if any, of that is, if any person is saying that for the first time, truly from the heart, I pray that you flood them right now with your grace and mercy, and so that they would know, Lord, that you've seen them, you've heard them, and that now uh, they are your child. But Lord, we look to you and pray that you'd fill us to overflowing so that we would then reach out to our community, to the person sitting next to us, to our family, Lord, that you'd help us to be better fathers, better mothers, better husbands and wives and better neighbors and be better by reaching out with your grace to more and more people. Lord, help us to do that as a church. Help 2023 be something where we do that not only as a church but as individuals. Fill us to overflowing with that, Lord. And we thank you for your promises in Jesus' name. Amen.